Okay, well, welcome back. Welcome. Taboo. Episode. <laughs> Who knows? I think anymore. it's three. three. Yeah. So welcome to episode three, three, everybody. Hey, we upgraded. We upgraded. We got better microphones, better but we're using ones. Oh my goodness gracious. That's this nice. is exciting. It is. I feel very official. I do too, yet we still don't know how to plug things in, so we're still hovering over one mic. But it's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> Lady in the That's what I feel like saying right now. I feel like it's Lady in the Tramp. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who's the lady? Who's the tramp? Well, always the tramp. They will never know. Oh. <laughs> okay, never mind. You outed yourself. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Hey, so um, how have things been for you? <clears throat> fine. Mm-hmm. Everything is fine. Hot, trash, dumpster, fire. (laughs) I asked my students the other day if they still felt like it was 2020, just like by show of hands, and the entire class raised their hands, and I was like, I'm really glad that it's not just me, folks. Nailing it at life is what I tell you. Nailing it is life. Well, you know, um, the first two episodes we had were incredible because we got to lay down the roots of like yes. what bootstraps and bottles is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we told everybody our backstory and kind of how we met. And this time I think that we're going to have to talk about the dumpster trash fire that is this year. Yeah. Like, wow. It's pretty unfortunate and it's pretty telling about the future. I think Girl, like, I, I really thought we were past this. Let me just say that. I yeah. thought we were past this. I did too. And I felt like we had gotten new boots, and I felt like we were on a, a really mm-hmm. good stream, and I feel like, like, I pulled those straps up as tight as they would go. You did. You know? But we're still in a bit of a shit show. My career, a little bit of a dumpster fire, but my my. Personal life was a little bit of a dumpster mm. fire. And that, um, you know, I was stressed from work. Um, we'd just gotten back from spring break. There's a lot to be said for you have to clean up, unpack, mm-hmm. just a lot, right? Well, my truck decides that air condition is not a thing anymore. Yeah. Especially and not in Texas. Not in Texas. Not when we have 30, you know, two one day and then 92 the next day. Yes. So, um, I go to put my truck into the um, uh, car shop, which Pioneer Automotive, if you've ever been there, you need to go. I never have. A little short plug for them. Cute. Um, But the the guys at Pioneer um, have said, uh, hey, we've got a a loaner for you. And girl, when I mean loaner, (laughs) (laughs) the only person that this is going to be loaned to is Medea. It's the okay. kid in the back of the room with the bangs that go over their eyes. Girl. Like Cousin It. Uh, yes. Cousin <laughs> It is a good example of who would enjoy this car. Okay. <laughs> Medea. I don't know if you're a fan of Medea's, uh, you know, any of the Medea's. I've honestly thing. never seen Medea. Girl, they are hilarious. I feel awful about it because I have oh, kids Lord. who are like, we love Medea. And I'm like, oh, I've never you seen should. it. You should see it. They it's asked amazing. me if we could watch it during class the other day. And oh, I was hilarious. like, I don't think we can. I don't think you can either. I think that's a for sure fire, but you yeah. should teach that. Like, Medea should be teaching in America right now. If Medea <laughs> was teaching in America right now... Maybe shit wouldn't be hitting like, the wall. Sh- girl, alert. 
Alert. Alert. <laughs> Does Medea say that? Yes. She and, says alert. Well, she says hello. But, oh, hello. Um, we need an alert on the hello. Okay. But it alert. was it's too much. Alert. Like I it's mean, a lot. It love is. and discipline. Like that's what these children need. Love. And a swift kick in the arse. And I, I'm including my own children in this message. So <laughs> please don't think that I'm just talking about other people's children. It is. So yeah. Anyway, I was going to this this um, car store. They gave me this loaner. And um, it's a Buick, a 93 Buick Oldsmobile. That's older than me. Shut <laughs> the front <laughs> door. <laughs> I hate you so much. 93, honestly? Yeah. Girl, get the f- out of here. I can't take you anymore. I know, you really can't. Oh, my God. I'm so I'm sorry. So, so, well, let me tell you, she was durable. 93 was a good vintage. <laughs> Dylan is a 92. I'm not even going to say what I am. If that's a good vintage, like, I'm Jesus' wine. <laughs> Jesus oh, man. You and Jesus year. are, you had a good time together. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I cranked this bad boy up, and, like, it's a white, like, lanyard. Like, oh, no joke. So white lanyard. And I'm thinking this is going to be a quick trip, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll get the stuff done and then we'll be on our way this joker hauls it like they've got the the um idol set like high oh, so really? like you take it in, out of park and you put it in drive and it's like you know but it's like it and and i'm not meaning to like press the accelerator but like people at red lights are looking at me like you're really gonna rev it you're really gonna rev it in that that's 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 the car that's the car that you're gonna sit there and do that in okay and i just looked at him like they see me roll it (laughs) but the weird al yankovic version yeah 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 (laughs) so if any metaphor was more true it's that i'm hanging on by a thread in an oldsmobile (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or Buick. I don't even know if they're the same thing. It said Oldsmobile on the key, but I'm not even sure if Buick makes an Oldsmobile. It was that's just what know. was on the key keychain, and I know I was driving a Buick, and so <laughs> I think that's all that I knew. And I went to pick up my kids, and my were they embarrassed? No, it was quite the opposite. They're really? like, "Dude, we know this car," and I'm like, "What <laughs> kind of music are you listening to?" <laughs> And where oh, you know, my dark. my um one of my boys was like it's a Lambo you're driving a Lambo and I was like oh honey it's a land yacht not a Lambo <laughs> but uh, but they thought it was land boat a land boat maybe that's what it was I think that's what they I think maybe. I think that was the disconnect okay Lambo sounds a lot like land, land. boat Got yeah it. Okay. okay very well could have been very well could have been also could have been wrong. <laughs> I'd be interested to know if I was right about that. Girl, Ooh. It's, it was a lot. So today we had to crack open a new bottle for this. Yes. Okay, so our listeners out there, we know that you know when the bootstrap breaks and you can't pull it up, mm-hmm. you reach for the bottle. Just and so hold tight. Blue Coat Gin. It's really good. It's That's smooth. Right. Blue Coat Gin. Yours is a uh, gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. The good. original, the OG. The OG. Mine is a um, martini, dirty martini, mm-hmm. splash of vermouth. Nice. Some olive juice. I um, some olives. I admittedly am not a martini person. I think it takes a special person. I am called the ice queen in my personal life. 
I keep my house at 65. Why is that? Because I keep my house at like 65. Oh. Um, and I drink my coffee black. And I like my wine dry. <laughs> and my martinis drier. Wow. It's like the Sahara over there. It is the Sahara. You know that, you know that SNL skit where it's like sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. <laughs> I've got it all kind of coconut filled sweaty balls. I feel like you should do a, a martini spin off of that. Like, oh my gosh. Try Sahara. <laughs> try, try like Sahara. Dumpster fire on the home front. Yes. Dumpster fire in the classroom for a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, but let's talk about next year. Okay, it's okay. got to get better, right? Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, speaking of which, and we're not saying anything about anyone per se, but I mean, it's pretty rough when you have the governor of your state trying to find a cure. Yes. In the means of a committee. Uh, yes. So it's not like we're saying anything brand new here. We all no. know that it's a dumpster fire. Yes. And people are getting fired and people are retiring. Yes. And, and people are think? volunteering to leave. Girl. <laughs> In droves. So what do you think would help? Like, I mean, you know, I'm all about finding solutions yes. and whatnot. And what do you think would help besides a gen bar in the faculty? <laughs> I've honestly, one of my teacher friends and I have been discussing the solutions aspect of all of this. Mm-hmm. And she promised me that over spring break she would come up with some solutions and bring them back to me. Mm-hmm. And um, she came up with nothing, but I'm a little bit more optimistic. Mm-hmm. I think that in general, and I will start by saying that I have this um, inclination about this particular solution because of last year, as as like weird as last year was, my year was better because of these things, and I do think that it could help. Okay, lay it on me, sister. Okay. Tell me what's up. Tell me how to fix the bootstrap. I think that as a culture and education in America, we have to make big changes. Not the little ones, not the like, oh, let's rezone or let's redo this thing right here. I think that it's gonna take like some big upheavals. I think those big upheavals are smaller schools, mm-hmm. better funded schools, mm-hmm. more staff to mm. take care of the ever extending needs of our student populations. Right. And I think it's going to require that, and people will hate this idea. They will really hate it. But I really think that we need to change our school calendar. Girl, let me shake my glass. Yes. Yes. Okay. So tell me more about the change in the calendar because I feel like that is a huge um, idea that people are floating right now. And I know that people are really worried about moving away from the traditional, mm-hmm. you know, nine months and then summer or 10 months, whatever it is in your district. Right. But um, like, and two, you know, like there's so much to be said for wh- who's listening to these ideas. So first tell me about right. that idea and then who would you present this idea to? Oh, God. Okay, here's the first part of the idea. And I know several people who work in this particular mm-hmm. calendar, yeah. but I'd also like to first make the point that I'm pretty sure could be wrong, so maybe someone go fact the check this part, but I'm pretty sure we're one of the only developed nations that takes like a solid two months off of school Interesting. in the summer. Okay. And it doesn't make sense for education's sake mm-hmm. because continuity and... Um, 
schedules and routine is like kids love that shit. Mm. They might mm-hmm. say they don't, but mm-hmm. they thrive in it. Oh, of course. And um, in America, whenever we take this big two-month break, it really interrupts learning. And we have always called it summer slide, but now we're dealing with COVID slide, summer slide, COVID slide twi- times two, summer slide from last year. So kids that were really low are even lower, things of that nature. So here's what I'm proposing. Okay, lay it on me. We start school. At the end of July, and we go nine weeks on, two weeks off. Nine weeks on, two weeks off. Nine weeks on, two weeks off. Then for our fourth break, nine weeks on, three to four weeks off, depending on your number of like required days in your school calendar. I'm here for it. And the reason I say this is because A, We've got lots of working families like it doesn't just work to just take off like mm-hmm. that's not something that works for parents in the first place mm-hmm. Two, we make it really hard on teachers to take a break because we always have to travel during high travel months which is right. from may to august i'm poor y'all Girl. i do not have enough money to be just like spending money on these expensive Hallelujah. summer can- okay thank Hallelujah. you <laughs> but she then on that. top of that i'm like Teachers are tired, but we're really, really freaking tired in May because it is, the kids are tired. They're tired of us. And I really think people could just benefit from like, let's have a couple more breaks that are more extended, but like spread out. So we don't get this like huge summer slide. I think that's brilliant. I actually, Thank you. You know, um, my my dad was in education for a while, and he had a school, year, uh, uh, what is it, year-round school? Year-round school. Yeah. Some people call it the, well, there's like three different versions. There's a trimester schedule. Okay. There's a um, year-round school schedule. I don't know what version we should do, but I think that any of those would be better than our current situation. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then the other thing that like I really do think that is so difficult about this year is that we went from zero to a hundred from like, okay, we're not planning anything after school. We're not doing any of this stuff to like, okay, pick up all of your extracurriculars, kids, pick up all of your extracurriculars, teachers. And it is, it's hard and it's stressing the kids out. Yeah. And you know, from both of us being extracurricular teachers, like you cannot just expect it to be a bicycle and then pick it up again. No. There's there's a lot of loss learning that happens. Yes. And um and social skills that are so required. So required. Especially I think, the, in the, I think arts. the socials are even more detrimental than the academic. Like I can oh, for sure. I can definitely catch them up academically. Um we've been doing that for years. But the social skills are where they they hurt the most and I think yeah. that that's really in the long run, mm-hmm. that's what kids need more than anything now. That's what adults need in oh, more than right now. Absolutely. Like, we can't – we have too many kids right now, especially currently, who they are – like, kids get in fights right now about things that you just – it's almost confusing. Right. You're like, wait, you decided to hit someone because they said, what? Right. No, I agree. Now, okay, again, second point. Who would you tell this to? If you had you had the ear of everyone in the world, who would you tell this to that, that you think would actually listen? 
I guess the head of the Department of Education, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I don't think this is a change that we can make, like, on our own. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of districts that feel tempted to, Mm -hmm. and something stops them. Mm -hmm. And I do think that there's a big cohort of people who would absolutely hate my idea, so I totally understand that, like, well, we're trying to, like, you know, we're giving the entire population this service. Like, 99% of kids go through public school. So we really got to, you know, consult the masses. But in this particular case, like, I really think we need someone to just like, okay, we're going to try this for four years and then we're going to see how things have panned out. Yeah. Because even like my mom, one of my very favorite things that Gail ever says is, you know, honey, you work in the biggest experiment in the entire world. Free public education. Good luck. <laughs> She's not wrong. She is not wrong. Like everything She's that we wrong. do is just like, oh, well, let's see if this works. Well, and you know, I think that we're getting to a point where we've got to make a decision. There's there's so many decisions that need to be made. And I think our world is coming to a crossroads. And I know we all feel it and we can't put our finger on it. But like there's a big change headed our way. And Maybe it starts in the education system. It works its way way out to the medical field, to the Mm -hmm. government, to whatever. Hopefully. I mean, that's the hope, right? Is that you start with young minds and then they can make a change in the world. Mm -hmm. But um, I I love your idea. Well, thank you. And I hope that everyone listens. I hope that not only does the head of the Department of Education, but also local and state leaders and, Mm -hmm. and even just parents. Like, I hope that everyone... You know, everybody claims that it takes a village, but not the whole village is listening. Right. And like, there's a lot of village people who do. Oh, that's a band, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to see how far you went with that. There's a lot of people who don't want to be part of a village right now. Hey, listen, there's the, always the village idiots. Uh, the t- I mean, I'm not saying if you don't agree with this, you're an idiot. I'm just saying I'm looking hard in one direction. It's at me. <laughs> Okay, wait, same question for you. Like, if you were to make, like, one big change or, like, where would you start? Like, what would it be? I think we've got to stop lying to kids. I think we've got to stop lying to them saying that, you know, four-year Santa Claus is fake. Oh, wow. For our younger audience. Easter Bunny. It's still there. (laughs) Tooth Fairy, that one's one's real. Accurate. The dentist takes my money. It's a reverse Exactly. thing. I don't get money. I just give it. You just give it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that we've got to stop lying to kids and telling them that four-year degrees are necessary or that any degree is necessary at this point in the Mm ballgame. I've had so many um, students in the past that have told me that they stopped going to college and are making six figures now becoming influencers. I'm not saying that's a viable job for the rest of their life, but you know what? They're out there and they're getting experience. And had I... To do it all over again, I would have told 18-year-old Amanda to go and get a job first yeah, and experience life a little bit mm-hmm. prior to spending 50 grand on an education. Yeah. And I think, too, we also have to stop lying to them and, and creating busy work. Yeah. Like, we're not doing them any, dis- any service. We've got to make it real-world experience. And I don't mean just, like, oh, hypothetically. I mean, like, literally – you want them to know what an economy is about? Have them build something, make something, grow something. Mm-hmm. Have them sell it to the community. Yeah. Like, you're doing them no good 
right. giving them hypothetical tests that are mandated. You know, the knowledge, but you're giving them the experience. Right. And that's really, in, a, in essence, what every employer wants for right. sure is that, that they have experience to do it. And yes, they are. There's some, you know, specific, you know, specified fields that are going to need a degree. I'm not saying throw away college altogether. I'm saying that I'm going to go out on a limb and say, 45 to 50 percent of students don't need to go into debt to get a degree. No, and I also think that, like, in terms of the real world type of experience, a really good point was made to me recently. They were like, you know. A lot of people go and get four-year degrees just so that their boss can train them for six months. Mm -hmm. And I really think that the other half of that is that I didn't know shit about nothing whenever I was 18. Mm. And I definitely didn't know whenever I was 15 and 16. And I think that especially in America, we push kids to go straight to college as soon as they are like, they're 16, do you know where you're going? Like, do you know what you're yeah. doing? Do you know what you're majoring in, etc., so that they can get all this stuff tracked out? And I'm like, what happened to the years? And I'm not even sure if it's like better or worse, but like what happened to just finishing high school and then seeing what was next? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I think that kids are so much more aware. Like they've got a voice that we'd ever had. I mean, look at us. We're, you know, out on a a social media platform that was not even thought of. Yeah. So, well, maybe for you, Uh, you know, I'm older than God. Oh, that's right. Right. So for all of our listeners, not every podcast is going to be about education. No, sorry. But we're on a rant. We're on a rant because... It was a rough day. It was a rough day. It's been a rough few days. Last question. Oh. What's a fun party that would pair with this drink? Ooh. Wait, the gin and tonic or my martini? Uh, but, well, let's go with martini because we've done the gin and tonic before. So tell me okay. about what what party would go with your martini. She pu- she pushed the glasses up, folks. She's thinking, she's biting the lip, and go. I think a spicy book party, like a book club party, but it's not just your average like Malcolm what Gladwell. Kind of book clubs do you go to? It's a it's like a Colleen Hoover, like kind of spicy, oh kind of scandal, kind of like I, I know, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like you and all your best friends just were like, I'm going to read. Can we just talk like about a spicy book? Can we just talk about the fact that my mom used to read spicy books and like I always thought it was like, oh, look at that guy naked on a horse. Like oh, it's gotta no. be like is that Durage? Or uh, is that Dura Durage? Sorry, the gender. I'm calling it Durage from here on out, so it's okay. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Uh, oh. Alright, okay. well stay tuned to next time guys and thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye.